Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lee Lonsberry, from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. You heard that breaking news uh, from a, a moment ago. Senator David Perdue having come in contact with someone on his election team. Again, this is uh, uh, the incumbent senator in Georgia involved in this January 5th runoff uh, election next Tuesday, uh, really to decide the balance of power in the United States Senate. Uh, a, well, a, a little snag in the plan. I, uh, I presume that Senator Perdue did not intend to be quarantined at this stage of the game, but, uh, well, that's the guidance from the CDC after having come in contact with a, uh, a positive COVID case. After learning the news, he and his wife both got tested. The results came back negative, but the advice is still to to quarantine. And so it is that uh, likely now and throughout uh, the election day itself, the runoff election day of next Tuesday, incumbent Senator Perdue going to be uh, on the sidelines or at least participating virtually as his uh, opponent, Mr. Ossoff. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, a fascinating young man, not necessarily, uh, well, his background is interesting. He's done a lot. Uh, and he's done a lot in, in a short amount of time. Uh, if you if you haven't yet read up on on that candidate, um, do so. Uh, I don't have time right now, or else I'd go into some of those details. And also, don't take that as like a as a you know endorsement or anything like that. Uh, you know, folks on any side of the aisle can have interesting backgrounds, uh, as is the case with uh, this young man. So have that. Have a look at that. And uh, again, regardless of politics, you wish well anyone uh, who comes in contact or comes down with COVID nineteen. So we wish. Senator Perdue, the best, and we'll see what happens on Tuesday night. All right, um, I want to, before we move on uh, to some of the things happening around town uh, tonight, New Year's Eve, I want to, I missed some of the glass half full examples from 2020 in the last segment. Uh, We talked about Farmers Feeding Utah. We talked about Project Protect, where uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mobilized very quickly, distributing thousands of mask sewing kits, uh, upwards of a million of them, where 10,000 Utah volunteers sprang to action, put together masks. And and listen, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but we do understand the science and the numbers behind the masks. And if you have a million of them out there, uh, if you compare the situation where there are a million masks in circulation and compare it to uh, what might have been if there weren't, I think the success of that project there, Project Protect, can quite literally be measured in lives saved. 
So too for Farmers Feeding Utah. Got to eat to live. And that program uh, brought together uh, two groups of people uh, in need, farmers in need uh, of you know some place to send their food that they had produced, and with the supply chains all disrupted, uh, nowhere to send them. And also, and more importantly, Utahns across this great state with hungry bellies and empty cupboards. Beyond Utah, it was a triumphant year for space travel. Don't roll your eyes. I know I talk about this all the time, and I I have made the grandiose claim that there is a good chance that someday down the road as we look back on 2020, we might just not think of it in terms of the year COVID-19 showed up, but rather the year where uh, the public and the private sector came together and made a giant leap forward in space exploration. In May, history was made when SpaceX became Earth's first private company to launch astronauts into space. Calling it a dream come true, Elon Musk watched his space company's Dragon Crew capsule perch atop a Falcon 9 rocket and manned by NASA test pilots Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken launch from the same pad Apollo crews used to reach the moon just decades before. I think continuing to push into space challenges us as Americans, challenges us as scientists and engineers. That was uh, astronaut Bob Behnken. Uh, fascinating stuff. I am a space nerd, as you well know, uh, but I think even even from that biased position, I think that we will look back on this year as the year of space and not the year of the virus. Uh, b- before I move on, uh, i got to point out, too, there was uh, a lesson in civility taught to the uh, political stage across the country and across the globe. As a matter of fact, I remember when Spencer Cox, uh, governor elect Spencer Cox and his challenger uh, or his opponent, rather Chris Peterson, uh, the democratic nominee for governor here in the state of Utah. I, I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, what the heck is this? The day I woke up and saw the two of them appearing together in something akin to a public service announcement calling for civility in politics. I'm Chris Peterson. And I'm Spencer Cox. We are currently in the final days of campaigning against each other to be your next governor. But today we've come together with a message more important than our differences. That we will fully support the results of the presidential election. Now, I know, listen, some of you might look at that cynically and say, uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. No way that Spencer Cox would do that if he wasn't leading in polls uh, by, you know, (laughs) a long shot. If he wasn't head and shoulders uh, ahead of his uh, opponent, Chris Peterson, who knows? We'll never know. Whatever, whatever the case, we do know that they did come together and that it got the world's attention. And that's not an overstatement. I, <laughs> they were they were conducting interviews or they were participating in interviews in, in all across the world. If I remember correctly, I think I saw Spencer Cox speaking in Spanish about the deal. Spanish language news outlet. Let's not let this uh, nor the other highlights of 2020 slip by us. Back onto the coronavirus front. We made history. We, the Pfizer company, BioNTech, Moderna, the others, they all signed on to tackle the problem. The problem being, how do we defeat this virus. In May, President Trump tweeted that it looked very promising that a COVID-19 vaccine would be available by the end of the year. Regardless of what you think politically, that came true. And while it's a little slow in its distribution right now compared to expectations, there are Utahns, Americans, there are people, members of your family, 
those on the front lines right now, moving around, doing important work, saving lives with a vaccine pumping through their veins. And we are just weeks, maybe months away from getting this into wide distribution. That's a miracle. This is a huge momentous day that gives me such joy and pride. We have an amazing state that has come together to distribute and get through all of the logistics. I mean, it's not making the vaccine effective is is one hurdle and it's a huge one. But getting it out to all the people that need it is another one that takes everybody here to do it right and effectively. You recognize that voice, of course, Dr. Angela Dunn, state epidemiologist from uh, the Utah Department of Health. Uh, There are great reasons to celebrate this year. Sure, it was challenging. But we learned lessons about ourselves and we demonstrated a, a resilience and a willingness to serve one another that's inspiring. And I know I laugh and joke about that earlier news report that says it's no good for our mental health to focus on the negative and call 2020 uh, the worst year ever. Well, you know what? As today's program has gone on, we've returned to that issue a few times. I'm starting to feel the spirit of it. Let's look back and celebrate what we accomplished and what we were able to overcome. And let's take that positivity and use it to propel ourselves headlong into 2021. A little bit of fight left to go But the light is at the end of the tunnel, and I am inspired by the goodness of 2020. And I'm ignoring that, which brought me to tears on occasion. Quick break. When we return, very much looking forward to this next conversation. KSL Television's own Carol Makita joins me. She, in conjunction with Ballet West, have a presentation of The Nutcracker to show on KSL Television tomorrow, New Year's Day. Why is it special, and why is it so necessary? Carol Makita, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 2.20 is the time here in the KSL newsroom. We are in the final hour of today's final episode of 2020. Pretty big deal. We're turning the page, looking forward to 2021. When I was young, uh, each Christmas season, my family and I would pile into the minivan and we would drive to Rochester, New York where there in the middle of town is located uh, the Eastman Theater, named after George Eastman uh, of Eastman Kodak fame, founder of that uh, photographic company. Uh, He, a patron of the arts, so to speak, uh, commissioned the construction of that theater. And so it was that each, as I was growing up, uh, each Christmas season, we would uh, would do what we can. I know it was a challenge for my parents putting together the the money to get us uh, tickets, to get ourselves into that theater to watch uh, the Nutcracker Ballet. Now, uh, the Nutcracker Ballet is, there's a good chance that it is uh, your your sole exposure to ballet. But a pretty profound exposure it is at that. Some of my fondest, warmest memories are of those evenings. Not just the show itself, but everything that surrounded it. The hustle and bustle on the sidewalks as we approached the the theater. Even the drive home. Humming some of the tunes and remembering some uh, some of the different characters in the story. Well, uh, this year, this year, ballet companies around the country were dealt a, a pretty tough blow including Ballet West here in Utah. 
Ballet West, uh, which has been performing the Nutcracker for years and years and years. 65 years, as a matter of fact. Well, uh, due to COVID, coronavirus, uh, plans had to change. In fact, there was no in-person viewing of the Nutcracker this year. I was lucky. I uh, took little baby Piper uh, over to the Loveland Aquarium, and I didn't know this was going on. They had this Festival of the Seas thing. And we walked through and we saw uh, some of the cool displays they had outside, some fire dancers. And as we made our way inside, uh, we were treated and surprised to see members uh, of Ballet West performing certain selections of the Nutcracker. It was a wonderfully warming thing. Now, I will admit, I haven't seen Ballet West perform the Nutcracker in its entirety. You, you may have in years past. But guess what? There is an opportunity coming up just tomorrow to, at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, to, on KSL Television, watch uh, Ballet West presentation of The Nutcracker. Uh, hosting that broadcast will be KSL Television's own Carol Makita, who joins me on the line now. Uh, Carol, how are you? Merry Christmas Eve. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. I appreciate the invitation to be with you. Uh, Happy New Year's Eve to you as well. Uh, my pleasure. It's a very exciting thing that uh, we have done here at KSL TV. Uh, many thanks to Tanya Vea, our Senior Vice President and General Manager, who uh, made the arrangements for this programming. Three different uh, opportunities to see the Nutcracker for our viewers, and the last one coming tomorrow as you said, at 5.30. It's a wonderful opportunity for people who have never been able to afford tickets. It's exciting. I hope they take advantage of. You have been, you have been covering uh, the, the arts for some time uh, as you know, a specialist <laughs> at KSL uh, Television. What is the legacy of the Nutcracker and Ballet West in this community? Well, this is something that I think all Utahns um, should take pride in. The founder of Ballet West, Willem Christensen, uh, born and raised in Utah, uh, the Christensen brothers did marvelous uh, things with dance throughout this country. Uh, Willem Christensen founded first the San Francisco Ballet, and he told me the story years ago, Mr. C, as he was known. Uh, There were uh, Russian dancers who uh, escaped their country in the early part of the 20th century and came to San Francisco, and he literally, in an apartment somewhere in that city, uh, was shown the steps to the original uh, Nutcracker and, and several other major ballets that came from Russia, and he made it his own, and when he traveled to Salt, back to Utah, to Salt Lake City, and founded Ballet West, he created this ballet that is now, belongs to every ballet company throughout the country and many throughout the world. So we have ownership of this first created by Mr. C. And um, just as you said, as a child, you were taken, uh, and those memories are really precious. Uh, I hope that people take pride in what they have an opportunity to see tomorrow evening and 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 make it their own. You mentioned that this is a, a commitment on the part of KSL Television, uh, fueled in part by uh, Vice, Senior, uh, Vice Senior Vice President Tanya Vea. Uh, why, why is it important to, to air this? Why dedicate the airtime uh, to this, the, the Nutcracker? 
as you remember all of the county facilities the including the capitol theater had to be closed because of covid and um really hundreds of uh families throughout our region uh, are involved in this production every year it isn't just the dancers uh it is the children uh and their parents family members who are involved in months of rehearsals uh before it opens and then it it airs uh I, I, excuse me they have take to the stage ex- excuse me uh for an entire month's worth of performances it's a tradition here that affects thousands of people and i think uh putting their heads together, Tanya and the management of Ballet West, deciding that this production, which was created by BYU last year and uh, first aired uh, on BYU television, was uh, available. And what better way to celebrate the holiday than to give our airtime um, to something that means so much sure. to so many families. One, one final opportunity for viewers to see the Nutcracker performed by the famous Ballet West coming tomorrow, January 1st at 5.30 p.m. on KSL Television. The whole affair will be hosted by my guest, Carol Makita. Uh, Carol, what can folks expect from you tomorrow in this broadcast? Well, they were gracious enough. The ballet was gracious enough to ask me uh, to, to simply make an opening statement and to let people know uh, a little bit about the history of this production. So really, that's my only role. Um, having been arts reporter for low these many years, I, I'm just simply saying hello and letting people who may not have ever seen The Nutcracker know about a little bit uh, of the background. And so... Uh, I had an opportunity to be part of this beautiful production, and uh, it is my honor. Outstanding. Uh, Carol Makita, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your involvement in this effort here. Uh, I think I'm going to beg permission from my wife to let little baby Piper, who hasn't been able to watch TV quite yet, to sit in front of the TV for a little while uh, tomorrow afternoon and take in some of the Nutcracker, which again will air on KSL television uh, tomorrow for the third and final time this year, 5.30 p.m. uh, tomorrow, January 1st, New Year's Day. Uh, Happy New Year's Eve to you. Happy New Year's. Uh, Thank you so much for your time and, again, uh, for your participation in this great service to the community. Well, thank you, Lee, and Happy New Year to you and your family and and to all uh, of our KSL News Radio listeners. That's the way. Thank you so much. Uh, I am am very excited about this, uh, genuinely. Uh, I have for a number of years missed out on the opportunity to see the Nutcracker just due to uh, circumstance and expense, if I'm honest. And as you heard Carol there describing, this is uh, an opportunity for those who, uh, you know, either have become accustomed to the Nutcracker as a tradition in their holiday season or who have, you know, for whatever circumstance or reason, been unable to make it to a theater in years past, uh, soak up and see exactly what the Nutcracker is all about and to see it performed by the expert uh, folks at Ballet West. Now, that again, tomorrow, this January 1st, 5.30 on KSL Television. Quick break. When we return, we're going to keep looking at some of the things going on in celebration of the new year. What's going on at the Gateway? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. 
This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You heard that in the intro that we cover all the breaking news, big breaking news of today really focuses on that runoff election taking place in Georgia next Tuesday. Uh, Both of Georgia's Senate seats up for grabs. The Republican incumbent uh, has Mr. Perdue, Senator Perdue, has come in contact with someone uh, who tested positive for the coronavirus. And therefore, he, even after having tested negative today, uh, is entering quarantine, a quarantine uh, along with his wife that will likely last throughout the duration of this election campaign. What what impact will that have? I mean, the, the, the outcome of the election very well could tip the balance of power in the United States Senate. Could a quarantine impact that? Who knows? Uh, but that's the big news of today, so we'll keep an eye on that and certainly report on uh, the goings-on in Georgia into next week, certainly uh, once the results come in. Uh, but right now, though, right now, as we are... Wow, we are in the the final moments of our time together here in 2020. It's 2.38 right now. I'm in the air until 3 o'clock. We've got about 22 minutes left before it's time to wish each other well and venture off into 2021 together. I'm taking tomorrow off, but I'll be back to chat with you on Monday about what's going on around the world and around the community. Uh, Which brings me to a question. What is going on around the the, the community tonight? Sometimes I, I think faster than I speak. In fact, the consultants have told me that. <laughs> what is going on around? No, I'm serious. What is going on around the community tonight? It's a bit different uh, from years past. There are fireworks displays uh, in in Utah County at Provo Town Center at 9 p.m. for the youngsters, and at midnight for the ones who can uh, go the distance. There are fireworks. It's drive-in style. Uh, so you can enjoy that. Again, 9 p.m. midnight, Provo Town Center. And then at Brian Head Resort, you want to make your way uh, over there. Torchlight Parade at 6.30 and then some fireworks at 6.45. And now here's a fun one. At Raspberry Square in Garden City, uh, there's a Christmas tree burn at 9.30 uh, tonight with some fireworks following things at uh, 10 PM again, uh, Raspberry Square at Garden City. Christmas tree burn at nine thirty, and then fireworks at ten. So uh, if that's uh, if that's something you're you're interested in, there you go. You got an option. Uh, and then another another I want to talk about is something taking place uh, here at the Gateway. Our very own neighbors. Uh, they're calling it the Last Hurrah. Uh, for details on what is available for you and what will be going on at the Gateway, I've invited Jackie Briggs, uh, marketing director for the Gateway, to the program. Jackie. Happy New Year's Eve. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year's Eve to you. What uh, What do you have going on over there at the Gateway today? Yeah, we uh, got creative this year because of everything that's going on. We almost canceled our annual celebration in downtown Salt Lake City called the Last Hurrah. But I, you know, we knew that people were very much looking forward to seeing one last hurrah to 2020. So we created a hybrid event where people can watch the pre-show, the countdown, and the fireworks from the comfort of their homes by streaming it live on lasthurrahslc.com or at thegateway.com. 
We are hosting a small in-person event that you had to pre-register for tickets. Those are currently sold out. Yeah, I got I got excited. I, I click and clacked my way to, to the cart there, and everything's sold out, which uh, unfortunately for me, uh, but is good news for you. So congratulations on that. All the in-person stuff is sold out, uh, but your online offering is pretty cool. What, what can folks expect when they when they dial in there tonight? Yeah, so they can expect, you know, to celebrate and see kind of a local show. We have a live band starting at 11 o'clock. We have comedian Steve Solberg, who will be hosting and emceeing the live stream and in-person event, as well as a countdown and an awesome fireworks show. And so it's just a fun way for people to still connect together, even though we're all apart, and also just do it locally and see your local landscape and the the skyline of Salt Lake City as we light it up with fireworks. Very cool. Uh, I I have an incredibly soft spot in my heart for the the gateway. It really was my introduction to Utah when I was a, a very young boy. Uh, my dad would bring me uh, every few weeks to to Utah, and he'd uh, put a few dollars in my pocket and send me off to the gateway. And uh, the gateway was my babysitter while he was at work. And, Love that. Uh, wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, not though immune to the impact of of this past year. Uh, how's the gateway doing, and what is there for folks to enjoy today, even despite the the challenges of COVID nineteen? Sure. You know, Gateway has made a transition in the last couple of years, even before COVID hit. So we were kind of transitioning away from just a strictly retail center to more of an entertainment district. So we have some great restaurants and entertainment options that will be open tonight. Dave and Buster's is open past midnight, as well as our new food hall, Hall Pass, that will have eight different restaurants open within there. Bout Time Pub and Grill will be open. Seabird Cocktail Lounge will be open. We have Rocket Fizz and the store to grab grab snacks until midnight. So we do have lots of things, and it's nice because the entire gateway is an outdoor center. So there's a lot of opportunity to get things, um, food and different snacks, and warm up by our fire pits and enjoy a nice New Year's Eve. Outstanding. We've been speaking with Jackie Briggs, marketing director for The Gateway. Tonight, uh, there is an online offering. You want to enjoy the fireworks taking place uh, at The Gateway tonight. Give me the website again. Sure. It's lasthurrahslc.com, or you can go to atthegateway.com. Outstanding. Uh, one last thing I want to tell you. If you have a chance to pass some thanks along for me to the to the or the folks at Discovery Gateway Children's Museum, uh, my little daughter has gotten so much joy out of the different stations there to play. And my thanks also to the workers there who have done a remarkable job in maintaining that as a clean and safe environment as we you know continue to uh, battle this uh, this COVID nineteen. I will. They do such an excellent job keeping it safe and keeping it, you know, kids engaged. So I'll pass that along for sure. Please do, uh, Jackie Briggs with the Gateway. Thanks again for your time and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, the that that Discovery Gateway Children's Museum. I have for years and years just passed by it. Never really spent uh, any time in there. I don't think I'd entered the building once. And then, of course. You become a parent and your whole life turns upside down and uh, you look for ways to keep them engaged and entertained and educated. And all of that, uh, my wife and I have found, is available for a little baby Piper at the Discovery Gateway Children's Museum, a a fine, fine place. Listen, uh, there is one final segment to go before you and I say goodbye to 2020 and venture off into the new year of 2021. 
We're going to take a quick break. When we return, uh, it's a free-for-all. If you want to call in, uh, wish anyone a happy new year, 575-8255 is the number, 801-KSL-TALK, 801-KSL-TALK, or shoot a text message over, 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear from you. I'll share some of my parting thoughts as we step away from 2020 and march forward headlong into 2021. That's ahead in the final segment of Live Mike for the year 2020 here on KSL News Radio. KSL's Live Mike. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. We've got 10 minutes to go before it's time to say goodbye for 2020. Then I'll hand over the microphone and you and I will get back together next year. <laughs> it feels funny to say that. Uh, and it certainly feels more momentous than was the case 365 days ago as you and I were heading into the new year, staring down 2020 with bright eyes and optimism. Well, if you were lucky, you were able to maintain those bright eyes and the optimism throughout this challenging year. I know it was a struggle, and my knees buckled a time or two, and I faltered, and I felt the frustrations and the stresses of everything around kind of caving in. But as I stated yesterday, one of the grand lessons that I learned throughout 2020 was really a reminder, something I've always known, but a reminder that human beings, human beings have a tremendous capacity to endure. That really, the lessons of history have taught us and only reminded us in this past year that you can throw anything at us and we can stand and take it. Might not be pleasant. It might make us cry. It might make us bleed. But we can take it. And if we put our faith in the slow and steady marching forward of time, that this too shall pass is not just a trite saying, uh, but a real, a realism, something that you and I uh, can place our confidence in. All right, the clock will always tick, and there will always be a tomorrow. There will always be a next year. And with each tomorrow and each next year gives an opportunity for new beginnings, It gives opportunity for a healthier lifestyle, for a stronger professional career, uh, stronger bonds of love, of matrimony, of uh, parenthood. And that's what 2021 gives us the opportunity to enjoy and to explore and to chase after. I told you earlier I would share with you some of my resolutions. A little bit bashful about them because, in fact, they're probably the most stereotypical resolutions you could possibly come up with. I want to get stronger physically. I want to exercise more. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better dad. I want to be an better. I want to be uh, a better employee. I want to be a better talk show host. I know my my mind sometimes works a lot faster than my mouth and I jumble my words and it's hard for me to get my ideas out. But your patience has allowed me over this year to hopefully get better. To get better at sharing with you the stories that impact your community, that impact our nation, that impact the world. And each and every day, I'm going to try to get better. Those are my resolutions. I want to be a better son as well. My family, uh, they live far away. I have family members right now 
uh, battling the coronavirus, and it breaks my heart that I am so many time zones away from them. I'm going to take time to, uh, to travel and visit them. I need to make up for this past year. How about you? What are you planning for this year, 2021? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union. Text line, 57500. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. I, <laughs> as I introduced this segment, I said uh, that today is far different than things were 365 days ago. Well, I was reminded that it's, in fact, 366 days this year having been a leap year. Is that even is that true? Is that right? Will you fact check that? Was 2020 a leap year? It was. Got a thumbs up? Okay. Oh, listen. Texter, last four digits, 1431. My apologies. Thank you for setting me straight. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we talked in the segment prior about some of the uh, fireworks displays which will be available to you around the, the great state. But, you know... Here in Utah, sometimes, in fact, most of the times, uh, we don't need to travel very far to see fireworks. They are going off in our own communities. We like fireworks here in Utah. Yeah. But we've got to be safe. We've got to follow the rules. Uh, so the right now, from 11 o'clock this morning until 1 a.m., an hour after 2021 shows its face, uh, we can be setting off fireworks. you got to you know abide, obviously, by all. All of the uh, all the rules and all the safeguards and all the safety procedures make uh, safety first, last, and always, as they say. But right now, that's a day for fireworks. And so what does that mean? We hear these uh, bits of advice each and every year. If you've got a pet uh, that is sensitive to the loud explosions and the light of fireworks, you know, maybe uh, take that into consideration. Have them maybe in the, in the bathroom or somewhere uh, where they will feel protected and safe. You don't want to traumatize them. Uh, and also a- anyone, anyone uh, who may be, oh well, uh, sensitive to the to the explosions of fireworks, be sensitive to them. All right, be a good neighbor. And that is something we learned over this past year. Is that being a good neighbor is something that not only is just a nice thing to do but can also quite literally save lives. Well, who would have thought that that a mask would come to symbolize that? A texter here asks if I think there will be mask burning at some point uh, next year, 2021. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. There will be a day where uh, the, the safeguards are all loosened, where if we had stuck to the color-coded system here in the state of Utah, that we'd be entering the green phase, the new normal. Who knows? Maybe once we get there, we will burn the masks. Or maybe, as is the case in uh, other countries and other cultures, uh, maybe wearing a mask will just kind of slip its way into some of the normal behavior. Not that we always wear a mask whenever we go out, but... If we've got the sniffles, if we've got a cough, and if we are out and about, if we feel compromised in some way, we may wear a mask. I don't know. I have no idea. We'll have to see. And I'm excited to find out. As we look at 2021, there is so much unknown uh, politically. How will the Senate fall come Tuesday in the special runoff election in Georgia? We have no idea. 
How will things go next Wednesday when there are challenges in the House and in the Senate to the Electoral College uh, votes, the certification of the presidential election? What drama will rear its head? And how will that set the tone for things going forward? What will be the role of Donald Trump in the future? What will his relationship be with the Republican Party? Will it be a united party? Or will there be factions that split off? How about the Democratic Party? On one side of the spectrum, led by Speaker Pelosi, and at the other end, people like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and the squad. There's much uncertainty. And with much uncertainty, for me, uh, there's a lot of excitement. Some text messages come in saying, uh, first, it's been a tough year for everybody, but there are brighter days coming. I made over 10 quilts since the end of March and made over 700 masks for healthcare workers in Utah. So there are positive things that have happened in spite or despite COVID. You're exactly right. And thank you. 700. Shoot, that is skill and dedication. And 10 quilts? I don't think in all my short years I have ever uh, been able to complete one. Hmm. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you and yours. 2020 has been hard, but it has taught us much. And those lessons and the challenges of 2021, or 2020 rather, won't be made in vain. If we take those lessons headlong into 2021, let's make the best of it. Let's go forward with a smile on our face and optimism in our hearts. And I'll meet you back here on Monday as we kick off the new year together. Here on KSL News Radio. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is Live Mike. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, will find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.